Hi everyone, Sean here. We'd like to thank our friends from LCP D&D, Brian Bridges and Tim Demuse for coming to join us for this session. They'll be in the next couple of episodes, and I hope that you enjoy this little get-together we're having and... The results. Welcome to Dustrious. Keep your dots rolling, your hit points counted, and your magic flowing. Buckle up, travelers. You're in for a ride. Welcome to Dustrious, a high-fantasy, high-magic, homebrew world in the Pathfinder system with custom magic rules. This and Eldritch Stream Games production is made possible by our patrons, Tim Demuse, Wesley Sullivan, Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bealey, Eric S. Pat, and Robin Mims. We encourage you to stick around after this story to hear about the great projects these people are working on. But for now, let's get to today's episode. Russell and Rick and Brigard, y'all had been out to the well and mm-hmm. talked to a genie that Russell is not a fan of at all. Mm-hmm. And y'all were riding back to town. Gonna have words with the genie. Are you going to take the horses back to Bara first, or what are you doing first? Uh, what was our next step after that? Because, yeah, if we were going to stay in town, we might as well turn the horses in and go about our day. But if we were going to head right back out, we might as well just... Uh, y'all were actually looking uh, to find a girl who you have found out is the granddaughter of the genie. Yeah, so I think we probably turn the horses in and go about town. Would y'all get down to the stable to turn in the horses? I would like y'all to make perception checks. Uh, I got a 17. 14. It's going to be a 16 for Russell. Okay, yeah, so uh, as y'all are returning the horses, y'all will notice that there's a ship in port. Y'all, y'all can see the mast on the edge of the town. Russell's going to stop and look towards the boat. Weren't we waiting for some gentlemen to come in on a boat? I wouldn't call them that, but yeah. Well, then, there could be lots of boats in the world, but uh, that's just too damn convenient. Do you think they're the slavers? I ain't going to say no. Why don't we go find out? So, Tim... Where would the Wolf Brothers be? And would they have their little crew members with them or not? You said that we're going to a meeting with uh, some folks, correct? Y'all are basically here for some some R&R and probably to get some little repair work done to the ship, that kind of thing. I think that the... I think that we specifically would probably stick to just the docks and worry about getting everything like getting resupplied getting uh whatever's broken on the ship fixed and and just bargaining for those types of things now if crew members want to go into the city that's their business but i think that bruner and brainor specifically will will stay very close to the ship because they keep it fairly closely guarded all righty what happened you lose one lately brian Brian, you you are the crew members in question. Are you stay, sticking around the ship or are you going into town? Uh, going into town. Alrighty. So, uh, you heading in for a drink or what you doing? Yes. Yes. Okay. You would be headed then towards, if you look there on the map, it says Hilltop Inn. 
this would not be your, your first time here. Uh, you are probably pretty familiar with the lady who runs it. Her name is Ivaria, but everybody calls her Vari. Okay. And she is always there, always serving up drinks. So this is where you would be heading. My three boys, where are y'all headed to investigate? Is there uh, anyone walking about? Uh, yeah, there's this set of twin Ifrit walking up towards the tavern. Uh, Rick's going to put his mask on. Russell's going to flag down the efforts, try to get their attention. Brian, that would be you. You don't need me to roll. Yeah, you can make a perception roll. You get to roll two of them. 26 and 19. You definitely see that this guy is trying to flag you down. Now, your people wouldn't know anything about the Old West, but for your satisfaction, a very Doc Holliday-looking man. How do you think he watch? Dumbed if I know. All right. Let's go find out. We walk over. I feel like I'm Venom right now. <laughs> we <laughs> walk over. <laughs> Alright guys, so the two Ifrits approach you. Oh, as they start walking that way, Russell's gonna, from his arms crossed position, where is it? Oh, crud. Hold on. Oh, crap. I lost my spell notes. Uh, could you describe what the uh, two Ifrits look like to someone that only vaguely knows what they are? Sean, you're the Ifrit expert. Go. Alright, so they tend to have skin ranging from uh, human skin tones of every variety to a more orangish or reddish skin tone. Their hair has a tendency to range from red, crimson, orange, yellow, ashen, black, and their hair tends to be to some degree animate. Also often, but not always, sporting horns with very uh, fiery looks in their eyes. And they have uh, three inch and five inch dongs. Okay. Uh, is the one with the five inch dong to a character with low intelligence, would it look like they were on fire? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say so. It's like, it's obviously not fire. It just kind of flows similarly, but also much more slowly. Okay. It it doesn't glow either. Hello, gentlemen. Anything we can do here for? As the party starts to close in towards these two, Russell's gonna Russell's gonna reach towards his his uh, vest pocket and feel one of the copper pieces inside and cast the tech thoughts from it. All right. So, what is your save? Uh, that's gonna be we'll save uh, DC fifteen. Okay. So you need to roll a will save for each of the efforts, Brian. An eleven and a two. Yeah, he didn't. He, he didn't pass. So you have to share your surface thoughts. Surface thoughts is they were just looking for a drink and maybe some gambling and maybe some women. I guess if you, I don't know how far back you can go history-wise. It's only it's only the current. It, it was more about the question that he was about to ask. You're gonna. Is this gonna? Is this gonna last? Or are you gonna detect my thoughts as we go to? It lasts for a minute per level. Okay. Either of you know what's going on with that boat that just pulled in? That's our ship over there. 
Excellent. What uh, what you are you fellas in trading or? <laughs> in a matter of speaking. That's the kind of surface thoughts I want. <laughs> you definitely pick up the slavery aspect of our ship. Awesome. Well, hell, company's always good. Let's go get a drink. You got a... Is your boat or are you working it? Oh no, we work there. Russell's current objective is to now go get the efforts drunk. <laughs> Alright, well, Barry can certainly aid you in that pursuit. Are the... Do the other two of you saying anything? Uh, Brigger's kind of... Uh taken aback he's seen a lot of races this one's uh a neat one he's uh kind of like staring intently sizing him up oh yeah he has a thing about trying to sculpt people yeah and so the, the twins would notice that that this one man is paying attention to just about every detail of your person that he can and you lot are from out of town, I take it. Well, myself, most recently from uh, Veshna. You're, you're hanging out here with us because why? What brought you into town? Well, we just kind of passing through, but uh, I mean, looked like we we're both heading towards the inn. Well, we always appreciate good drinking, mates. You got any money? We're a bit of gamblers ourselves. Oh, really? I... I'm, I'm sure we could think of something. Alright. Let's see what we've got in here. And he's gonna make his way through the doors. Uh, Rick hangs back by the, uh... Um, by the stables. He's gonna go talk to Bara. Once uh, I start to see that uh, Rick is staying behind, Russell's going to reach around and check his belt pouch and uh, touch a, uh, a silver piece in there and cast telepathic bond on himself, Brigard and Rick. Okay, so y'all head into the inn. Um, Avari will set you up with drinks very easily. It's more or less, what is your what is your choice of poison? Hey, Avari, why don't you get these two gentlemen whatever they want to drink? And uh, we'll just put it on my tab. <laughs> she'll kind of snicker and nod her head and, and uh, she'll look over at y'all and say, okay, so what are you having? The first one orders uh, something fruity and light and the second one orders the hardest drink that you have. All right. So uh, the second one will definitely get some of the... Uh, the handmade whiskey from down in the cove. Um, the one who orders a fruity drink is going to get a drink that actually has a little bit of magic to it in that it has like a rainbow that swirls within the drink. <laughs> oh, that's very pretty. Look at this one, Jaycon. Hmm. Jaycon seems very unimpressed. <laughs> So y'all getting a little gambling game going? What are y'all doing? Oh yeah. Russell will definitely start playing some cards. Alright. Brigard, are you playing cards with him? What are you doing? Uh, he's still staring intently. I, I didn't want to uh, step on Brian, either of them yet. <laughs> Seeing the rainbow drink, uh, Brigard 
lights up. He's really only had water. Um, <laughs> I would like the rainbow drink as well. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing, Sogi. And she'll uh, mix one up and hand it to you. Gonna hold it with both hands. <laughs> staring in awe of it as he walks over and watches the uh, watches the game. All right. Rick, what are you doing back there at the stables? First thing I'm going to do is go to Bara and ask if she's heard anything from the Merfolk of the Lake yet. Not yet. Uh, it's not like they they hang, hang around all the time, so. Okay. Thanks. Just asking. I'll come back tomorrow and see. Hopefully. And he's going to turn and he's going to go to his house. Um down to his uh down to his repository and i'm gonna make a knowledge check with the bonus to see if i can find out anything about ifrits and uh if ifrit twins have because because we know at this point that twins have special powers i want to know if there's anything special about ifrit twins okay uh 26 okay yeah you could find the information on ifrit as far as you can tell the Twins having special abilities is not affected by the race. Okay. And do I know pretty much everything about efforts or no? Yes, no? Yeah, with a 26, you know all the basics. Okay. So with that little telepathic link, um, I'll be feeding both Brigard and Russell information. Those two are Ifrits, Firekin people. They're resistant to fire, sometimes heal from it. They're related to a different type of genie, not the same kind we met earlier. I'm heading to Dravik to ask some more questions. You're heading to the mayor? Yes. Okay. It's going to be the first time the party's ever communicated telepathically. After Rick speaks, Russell's going to come across. And Fair enough, Rick. Uh, let us... Uh, let us know if you find out anything else interesting. Uh, standard plan here is going to be to get these two drunk off their asses and uh, probably kill them in an alley. No accent whatsoever. Gotcha. <laughs> so, Tim, the Wolf Brothers are down by the ship. Y'all would have encountered a human man named Corbin. He's a carpenter in the area. He probably worked on your ship before. And he would be the one doing repairs he the smaller things he would do magically the other things he would actually use his tools of the trade to fix up i definitely would have tried to intimidate him into uh giving us the lowest price possible oh that would be easy enough to do he's not a difficult man to intimidate perfect and uh brainor is really good at intimidating people uh I think uh, I think at that point, once the ship is being worked on, they would go make sure that there are a decent number of folks guarding the ship, and then probably make their way into town for a drink as well. Okay, you still have some uh, mooks around that can guard the ship or whatnot, and you, of course, are familiar with the town and with the inn itself. Before he leaves, he's going to uh, Brainor, the fighter, who is wearing this very dark, full-plate male carrying a scythe. He'll yell out to everybody right as they're leaving the ship, And if anything happens to this here ship, you're gonna be keel-hogged for the rest of the journey. 
And he'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, someone do something to the ship. <laughs> uh, what time of day is it? Probably about uh, a little after lunchtime. Okay. Because they had gone earlier in the day to go investigate the well and, and get some information and whatnot. Uh, we would we would be way too far away to have heard this uh, bellow about yes. fuel hauling. Okay. Damn. It won't be long till these two men come into the tavern. They are both extremely well built, tall. One of them, I guess, is in full plate. What's the other one wearing? He has on a mithril shirt. Okay, so yeah, you would be able to see his face and stuff. You could tell half of his body is tattooed. This is one of the Wolf Brothers, uh, and so you assume the other one is the the other one if he still has, even if he still has his helm on. Uh, Brigard's going to uh, snort into his drink when he sees these two. And, uh, and and tried to, and he's not the best at telepathy, but he's kind of mumbling under his breath and uh, thought speaking to uh, Rick and Russell, uh, the, the wolf brothers are here. So as the brothers come in, uh, Vari will, will actually greet them with a smile. Uh, she's like, hey, y'all haven't been in for a while. How are you doing? Yes, well, we ran into a bit of trouble. It's no matter, but we're happy to be here. If you could grab an ale for my brother and I. Yeah, yeah, come sit down. Um, and she'll grab some ale and bring him over to the table. And uh, she'll go, look. I know, I know you'll have our little sister. And there's not a damn thing I can do about it. But will you let me send some of her favorite foods and stuff with you when you go back to the ship? You see Brunar kind of looks over at his brother for a second, and his brother just lifts up the the um, the shield part of his helm, and you can see on his face that the answer from him is a, a definite no. But Brunor, he's a little bit kinder than his brother. Not much, but a little bit. And he'll say... I will allow it, but I will allow it. Okay, just let me know whenever you're ready, and I'll, I'll give you the stuff, and I'll even send a couple of free kegs of ale for y'all. Even better. You see, Bray, some people, some people understand that things are just the way that they are, and you don't always have to be on the defensive, sir. And he'll take a big swig. And she'll go back behind the bar. Rick and Russell. Brigard just told y'all that these wolf brothers are here. <laughs> what's, what's happening? Uh, Rick picks up his pace heading to the mayor's office. If he sees Zav or Mal on the way, he's going to like shout at them. Or if they just see him, he'll motion to them to follow him. Okay, you do not see Zav, which is unusual. He's usually a big presence in the streets. And you don't see him. Mal is leaned up against the wall over at the guards' houses, kind of watching the inn. Okay, so I, I get the feeling that he's he's already aware. Mal's aware of everything, sweetheart. <laughs> you don't sneeze in this town without him knowing it. <laughs> 
All right, so I'll I'll just keep heading to uh, Dravik. All right, Russell, are you doing anything with these guys there in the inn with you? Um, other than the proceeding to uh to make sure they have all the drinks they want, uh, Russell's gonna finally look up and be like, "Well, fellas, uh, what a uh, what kind of game you willing to play?" We're partial to card games, Dutch. Um, we play anything, really. And they are, they're average. They only ever play when they go to shore, so they're not excellent gamblers. Well then, I'm sure, I just, hold on a second, I think I still got one here. And he'll reach into his pack and pretend to dig around for a moment before pulling out a deck of cards that is, of course, on hand. (laughs) I think we can manage a game. And um, Russell is going to, um, I don't know, this uh five card draw exists in this world oh yeah okay then yeah he'll just start dealing you got to remember this world was populated by people brought from all over from all time periods so if there's a game as long as it's not on a video console everybody here probably can play it and um as he does he'll go well let's let's, uh let's just say minimum bet get into silver piece and he'll reach in and grab a silver and as he's grabbing it, he's using the Jealous Rage spell on it and casting it on the uh, the first Ifrit he's going to deal to. All right. What say, what's the save on that? Uh, it's going to be a DC 17 will save. Oh. To roll a will save for the first of the Ifrit brothers. Uh, it's affecting him right now. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 you're saving against it now. Once you're slighted or, uh, someone else is the benefit of a spell, a beneficial spell like ability or something like that, that you're not the benefit of, you're immediately in a murderous rage against the person who got it when you did it. What? <laughs> you said will save? Yes. Let's see. It's going to be 15. Ha excellent. You've cast a spell on him. Are you you're just going about cards for now or Yeah, for now I'm just going about the game of cards. Um I'll roll a professional gambler check. My 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 goal is to have the the Ifrit I just cast the spell on win the first couple of hands. Okay. So roll your check. Seventeen plus a six for twenty-three. Oh yeah, uh, you can make perceptions against him if you want to, Brian, to see if you can catch him. Uh, he can make a, a sleight of hand, or he can go off of his profession roll, either one. But he's basically dealing the cards in such a way to ensure that the one Ifrit is going to win the first couple of hands. I, uh, again, I'm not super uh, well-versed at gambling, but they're cautious enough that they would try to be wary of a stranger, so I'll roll the perception. Okay. First was uh, 18, second was 26. And 26 would have caught it. Okay, so J-Con saw it. J-Con notices that he's doing some uh, little sleight of hand tricks with the cards as he's dealing them. He nudges Jeju and uh, he just kind of gives him a motion with his eyes and Deju says, Tell you what, boys, um, 
We don't have a lot of time here. Uh, we've got to be back to the ship by six bell, er, uh, by five bells. <laughs> and I, uh, I just don't know if we have a lot of time for cards. Maybe you'd prefer some darts. You know what? Dot sounds really fun. Let's let's have a good go of it. And he's going to reach up and cast Guidance on the other Ifrit. Alrighty. While this is going on, Rick. Yes. You will get to the mayor's office. I go inside. Dravik is there behind his desk as, as always. And he'll look up from his desk and be like, shouldn't you be out there like keeping the city safe the wolf brothers are here but they came with another set of twins do you know anything about them a couple of ifrits i don't know their crew but i know that they're here all right all right do you know where zav is zav is with gavin trying to get some things ready in hopes that they'll stay until dark all right try to make sure that happens and i'll turn around and head to the inn All right, so you walk in, and uh, Don is still kind of, or Brigard is still kind of mesmerized by this uh, rainbow drink, but he's he's kind of keeping an eye on these Wolf Brothers as well. They're sitting at a table by themselves. The two Ifrits are playing darts with Russell. Uh, I should also say that Brigard is also uh, pretty mesmerized by the drink. Like he hasn't even taken much out of it, so he's his uh, his attentions are. Uh, He's having torn, just kind of scanning the room, uh, looking at uh, Russell, then looking back at the drink, then looking at the brothers, then looking at the Ifrit, then looking back at the drink sort of thing. So, uh, Burger's having a good time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, as soon as Russell casts that uh, Guidance spell, that's going to set off Jello's Rage on the other, on the first Ifrit. All right, so you got one Ifrit brother now that is mad at the other one. To a murderous rage level. Okay. Um, the target must attack that creature on its next turn. Any ability that deals lethal damage is considered an attack on, for this purpose. I'm going to say it was over something super petty. Um, he he started getting heated. And then uh, Jaycon reached for a dart and Deju said, What the hell? That's the one I was going to get. And Jaycon says, your problem. You took my dart. That's what's my problem, you son of a bitch. And he just lays into him. He knows he's talking about his own mother, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how are you going to attack the other you? Uh, he's just, he doesn't, he hasn't drawn anything. He's just going to swing at him in a blind rage. And technically... After the first attack lands and deals damage, the compulsion effect is over. But Russell, as this is happening, he's just going to kind of step back and put his hands up and kind of let nature take its course with these two. That's a silly nine. I, I, I'm guessing that doesn't beat the other one's AC. Mm, nope. You got the one that swings on the other. He just punches him right in the chainmail. And it, it is up to you how they how how the other one will react to this, whether this is going to start an actual brawl or what. Um, 
this is a he's not gonna let up so the other one's gonna fight back yeah I think they'll brawl okay so Tim the wolf brothers see that the two crew members have gotten into a fist fight over a game of darts and that uh, um that will immediately bring uh Bray over who is going to immediately step in between both of them and uh yell out now what in the fuck do you think you're on about how what are the conditions of this spell until you deal damage you are enraged oh once i've done damage it stops mm-hmm Okay, well, I guess he'll just keep attacking until he actually deals damage, so he's going to swing at the captain. (laughs) It's damage against the person that you're jealous of, technically. You don't have to attack anyone else, but, I mean, by all means. His blind rage is at one specific person? Yeah, at the one specific person. Then he's going to uh, try to get by the captain and scramble past him. Alright, so you're going to try to to move uh, past the captain? You're going to make a acrobatics check. Okay. <laughs> Twelve. Tim, I'm I'm guessing that that is that does not beat your CMD. No fuck no, it doesn't. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then uh, you can you can swing on him or whatever you want to do as he tries to move through your space. I think that I am going to attempt to grapple. Okay. Yeah. The captain is the one who is in the mithril shirt, correct? No, this is this is Bray. This is the full plate guy. Awesome. Now, if I have plus three to grapple CMD, that means I get this for defense? Yeah, okay, your CMD look, is your combat maneuver defense. You don't, have, you don't have to roll anything. You just find your CMD and add your bonus for grapple to it. Tim, does Bray have improved grapple? He does not know, but uh, I still got a twenty-two. You get a you do get a chance to swing on him as he tries to grab you because of my improved grapple. I'm not going to swing on my captain. Okay, so what is your CMD with your bonus? Twenty-one. Okay, so yeah, he beat it. So <laughs> he he grapples you to stop you from swinging on the brother. He can pin me, but I'm not going to stop uh, struggling until this bear spell wears off. Let me at him. Let me at that son of a... That would be my mom. Let me at that bastard. (laughs) That would also be my mom. (laughs) That'd be be your father. Somebody give me an insult that doesn't reflect upon my mother. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to shout over, call him a jackass. (laughs) Bray is going to attempt to intimidate him into stopping... And uh, he's just going to say, uh, I'm going to strap you to the front of the fucking boat if you don't stop this this instant. And uh, so that'll be a 25. In the, uh, <laughs> in the, in, in the uh, back of Russell's mind, he's going to reach out to Rick and be like, uh, Rick, this is about to go off. You might want to get here. I'm here. Rick has walked oh, through the oh, door. Oh, he did. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm. Uh, in the back of Brigard's mind, after seeing the tussling, uh, should we intervene? Not yet. No, no. Just... Okay. So, Brian, here's the predicament you're in. You're grappled. You're now shaken by the intimidation. <laughs> but you are also magically compelled to keep going. 
Y'all ain't even gonna have to kill them. They're gonna kill each other. <laughs> Psychics fucking terrify me. <laughs> yes. Fucking not having a way to tell they're casting magic without detecting it is fucking... And, and the jealous rage thing I thought was like, I was about to ask if that was on the erotic spell list because that sounded so fucking wild that it had no, to have been. No. <laughs> no, I thought about playing that game, but I didn't. He thought about playing that game, then he remembered his mom listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, that stopped me before. <laughs> She's already told me Brigard's her favorite character. I don't care anymore. <laughs> she, can now, she can now have a Brigard shirt from the store. Oh. There's a Brigard shirt in the store now. It's on its way to me. Do you order one already? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm an egomaniac. Well, send right. one to send one to Brian's mom too. He said I'm grappled and I am have it in threatening me, but I'm also spell, spell compelled. Right, you have that. You have the shaken condition on you. Now to break out of the grapple, you can you can roll a CMD, or if you have escape artist, you can and it's better you can roll that. How long does this uh, shaken last? It's, I believe it's just for the round, unless he has feats to extend it. As this fight's going, I'm going to start casting uh, Communal Cat's Grace, Isle's Wisdom, Fox's Cunning on our party, and uh, Spell Resistance on myself. All right. Jesus. All right. I'm going to try and break out. All right. Do I still get my plus three to the escape artist thing, or is that different? That's different. Okay. Oh, that's a shitty roll. That's 14 for Escape Artist. Yeah, uh, your CMD for the uh, full plate guy, Tim? Um, it would be 19, so no. So you are still grappled. Tim, do you want to try to do anything? Or are you going to just keep him grappled? Or are you going to try to pin him? What are you doing? He's, uh, he's probably just going to keep him held because uh, Bray is confident that he's not going to be able to get away. And he'll deal with the punishment on the ship because the goal is to not... Basically, he's been chided by his brother for being an asshole when they're in port so many times that he does everything in his power to not do asshole shit while they're actually in the city because, well, that's what okay, Bray's so all about. Okay, so do you want to just roll to maintain the grapple then and not actually attack Reason, him? thank you. Yep. Oh, shit. That's much higher than last time. That would be a 33. <laughs> yeah, so so you, you've got a good hold on him. Um, are, are my three doing anything while this scuffle is going on? Other than the spells that Brian said he was casting? I'll say if I've, I've got my next set of them, if I've got time at this point. But I figured I might be waiting a bit. Before we get to your next round, uh, can you tell me what uh, bonuses we get? You kind of read them off quick. I didn't. Plus four to dexterity, intelligence, and wisdom. Okay, I mean, you wasted two-thirds of those on me, but all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make the barbarians smarter. The next thing I want to do is cast Unadulterated Loathing on the second Ifrit. Not the one who's enraged, but the other one. And I'm going to need a will save there. That's going to be a, going to be a 19. 
So Nita will save from the second Ifrit. Uh, okay. 18. That's a miss. You're going to spend the next three days trying to stay 60 feet away what? from your brother. The next three days? One day per level. He says, uh, he, he's just standing there dumbfounded and he says, I ain't know what's got into you, but you ain't nothing but a little shit today. I don't want nothing to do with you. And he storms out of the, out of the, uh, out of the bar. If you're not 60 feet or more away, you're nauseated. His brother just makes him sick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he leaves the bar. Is anybody going to try to stop him, going to tell him anything? Nope. Do you have one more on his way out unless no one else has anything? Seeing that he's walking out, uh, Brigger's going to telepathically link up. Uh, that one's escaping. Should I follow? Just a second before he's gone. And um, right as that one starts to leave, Russell's going to cast greater invisibility on himself. Jesus Christ. And um, if no one else is setting anything off, he's going to go ahead and grab his rifle. Can I make a perception check to Yes, everybody in the room him? can make a perception. Yeah, yeah everybody right. in the room can make a perception to notice that he vanished. That's going to be a 23. You dumb son of a bitch. I got a 19. You can roll your stealth too. So if any of their perceptions happen to beat it. Oh yeah. Not not likely with the pluses from invisibility, but... 23 for Brigger. And when everyone has their math done, I have uh, a question. 28 for Russell on his stealth check. Not counting the invisibility bonus, but I think I don't think that would count for them to notice me going invisible. I, I guess that's your call. Well, basically, if, if they get higher than uh, a 10, they can notice you suddenly vanish. But they have to beat your stealth with with the invisibility bonus to see actually see where you go. So that's like a twenty. Is it a plus twenty bonus for? If you move, if you don't move, it's plus forty. Jesus. So that's a nineteen from Bray and a fifteen, or sorry, a nineteen from Brunor and a fifteen from Bray. Okay, yeah. So they both notice this guy suddenly just disappears. All right, I'm dropping uh, the Ifrit, and my scythe is coming out. Oh. And I would actually right. like to roll initiative as soon as possible. Yes, uh, we, we need to get into initiative order at this point. What are we trying to beat to notice? Uh, if you beat a 10, you, you can see that he just disappeared. Okay, I saw. How long has it been for this uh, spell? The, uh, the rage spell? Well, you said it's for one minute? One minute per level or until he deals damage to his brother. So yeah, it would still be in effect then. But I do need the initiative rolls. So if everybody could roll. And then I will ask for numbers to make this easy. Did anybody get over 20? Nope. No. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. What, what'd you get? 24. Whoa. Uh, between 15 and 20, what do we got? Uh, I got 17. Brigger. And then that's a 16 for Bray. Uh, then between uh, 10 and 15. 12. All right. Between 5 and 10, we've got... Uh, we have uh, Brunor at 7. Did you got a 7 too. 
Okay. And what about the other one? Oh, he's got a four. Quattro. Oh, my goodness. All right. So, Russell, you're going to start this combat. Excellent. Uh, uh, That large gentleman in the uh, full plate armor. I'm going to uh, pull up my rifle, activate the silent spell, and fire. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) All right. You do not get the plus two bonus that you normally get because I do have blind fighting. Okay. Six. Uh, What's the range on that silence? 20 feet around his gun. Okay. Say 22 to hit your flat footed touch AC. Yeah, that'll hit. It's going to be 17 base damage. Then the first round out of my rifle, I'm going to need you and. I think I catch everyone but the Ifrit who just ran out the door to roll a uh, will save. Net 20 from Bray is a 21. And then a 17 plus whatever Brew is. That's an 18. This would be a 20. Well, at least you know the net 20 saves. Yeah, it just. It's a, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I met. And that's everyone who failed is going to take a minus 10 penalty on wisdom checks and will saves. And does this affect everybody, even your allies? If they're within 20 feet of the guy in the plate mail, yes. I think we are, unless yeah. this uh, tavern's um, bigger. <clears throat> I so figured everybody was... needs to roll the save. Shit, shit, shit. Fucking Sorry, shit. guys. It's all good. 13 plus 2, 15... 18. Nope. Uh, Rigger fails. Fuck. Eight. Ron, what about the the one twin that was grappled? You need a, a will save from him. He failed. Okay. So, everybody except the nat 20 <laughs> fails against this. Then so we get a minus taking... 10 to will yeah. saves. Crap. I, I assumed y'all wouldn't be in the 20 foot race. That's my bad. I should have should have timed that better. So, Brigger, are you going to move it all before we end your turn, or are you staying? Um, no, I'm saying I'm taking that plus 40 to, to not right. be found. Brigard, okay. you are next. Uh, being within 20 feet of the gun as well, uh, Brigger can't really cast right now because uh, of silence. Silence, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just gonna draw out his bardiche and uh, are there two of them cl- uh, the two two? Uh, I want to go up to two of them that are next to each other so I can cleave uh, that would be the guy in full plate that has the other one grappled okay oh I, I let go of him to, to draw my weapons so we're not grappled currently it's not grappled currently but they're still they'd still be side by side okay cool I'm gonna attack those two with my bardiche uh, first one's gonna be for the uh, half plate. Twenty-four. So does it twenty-four hit. hit, Bray? Oh yeah, that hits. Okay, so that is ten points of damage. Okay. And uh, because that one hit, my cleave does succeed. Seventeen. Okay, uh, so that's another twenty-four. Uh, that's only uh, plus four, uh, nine points of damage. So Ifrit one takes nine points of damage, Brian. Which is that? Is that uh, Deju or, or Jack and was grappled? Deju. Deju. Okay, so Deju takes nine points. 
And uh, then it goes to Bray's turn. So Bray was originally going to try and figure out the source of uh, whatever shot him. But now that there's a guy in front of him with a Bardiche, he is just going to swing the fuck out of that scythe at the asshole with the Bardiche. All right. That is 10 plus 13 is a 23. What do you mean? (laughs) No, I want to do all the math. Do all the math. So that will be uh, so 13 damage in total. Okay, uh, hold up. I got someone pounding on my door. One sec. All right. Well, that's fine. I want to ask Sean a quick question. Aye, aye. You, you made all these uh, little magical items, one-use magical items. Mm-hmm. What did you set to trigger them? Because y'all are in this this room with the silence cast now. Is it a, if it's a spoken word? I need to know so I know whether y'all can trigger oh, them or not. I have most of my items trigger on impact. Okay. I don't usually use words because Rick does a lot of sneaking. Right. What about the healing coins, Don? Are they voice activated or? I'd flip them. Okay. All right. So, after Bray attacks, do you just get the one attack? Correct. Yeah, I, I only I only have one uh, attack. Okay, or so you stay and put uh, taking it, not moving. Oh yeah, just gonna stay in uh, direct combat with uh, with my good buddy Brigord there. All right, so Rick, you're up. I pull a dark pebble uh, out of my pocket and mentally, like with the telepathy, I'm like, God damn it, Russell, goddamn dumbass. And I throw it on the ground uh, within 10 feet of both me and Brigard, but not uh, within 10 feet of the other two, if that's possible. You have to make an attack roll to see if you hit the area you want to hit. It's a 15 on the die, and I get plus 6. Yeah, you're good. All right. So uh, out of the stone uh, conjures a a, uh, shadowy figure holding a staff. Um, It will allow both me and Brigger to cast as if we had the silent metamagic uh, feet. As long as you stay within 10 feet of it? 10 feet of it, yes. Okay, I take it you're not gonna move then. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna five foot over just so that I'm a little bit closer to it. Uh, while doing so, I will uh, draw my short sword. All right, so next up on the list is both Brew and Deju. I don't know who has the higher decks there. Uh, Brew has a plus four. You win. All right. So Brew it is. Uh, All be- right. Before they go, I'm going to use guard three on my buckler to raise my AC. Okay. Well, luckily for you, Brigord is attacking his brother. Can I make a stealth check with a stealth check with uh, with uh, Brew and come up and try and stab uh, Brigord in the fucking ribs? You sure can, because Brew was still sitting over at the table drinking, not drawing any attention to himself when all this ruckus started. Yeah, he's going to pull out his kukri and just try and nonchalantly just walk up behind Brigord and... I don't think that I'm going to pass that stealth Do I need to roll perception? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because that's only a 14. Yeah, I got you. I, I do believe because we're in silence, there is a bonus. Oh, right. Okay, I got a... Do I take penalties, though? I have a 20 not natural. I highly doubt that it's going to be minus Uh, fucking seven. Uh, So long as it's not viewed. 
Oh, well, then I'm probably golden. All right. So because of the silence, you are able to get over there without him noticing. So go ahead and roll with your sneak attack. All right. Oh, no. That's a 19. Oh. I need to confirm. Yep. Ah, shit. Son of a bitch. It'll be going against your flat-footed, Brigger. I felt you good weapons. That Thanks, is a 13 plus 10 is 23. Uh, I take it 23 beats your flat-footed? Yeah, but like just barely because I'm OP AF. <laughs> nice. Well, that's good. No, no, that way hit it. I was joking. How much damage did you do? Um, so it will be six times three is 18. Uh, okay. Uh, plus anything? Nope, just 18. Okay. All right, so <laughs> Deju. Deju ignores everything around him and he says, You ain't getting away, you fucker. And he draws his black lotus arrow and uh, puts it in his bow and heads outside. As he tries to move to follow his brother, Brigard will get an attack of opportunity because he's right there next to you and and he's walking out. Okay, and uh, he didn't actually say any of that because we're still silent. Well, he did. Nobody heard him. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, the twins can talk to each other telepathically, so. Oh, gotcha. All right. 12, 19 to hit. That's a hit. Okay. Uh, oh, max damage. Uh, 10 plus 3. No, 10 plus 4. 14. So you will take 14 points of damage as you escape the this mess. To, to go after the brother. And then it is the brother's turn. Uh, did he provoke... Is Sean still by the door? Or no, he moved closer in, so never mind. So, I forgot to do sneak attack damage. Do you want me to just forget oh, about it because I fucked no, up? Go, go ahead and go ahead and let him know what it was. Uh, so that'll be an extra three, Don. <laughs> okay, thanks, buddy. So the the last person on the list is, is Jake, and what is it? Jack, and what is he doing? Uh, did Deja lose his ability to attack? No. Oh, okay. So if, if he's, but he, well, he has yeah, to move outside and then. Turn. Oh, he didn't have enough movement to get outside. What's his movement speed? 30. Oh yeah. He can get outside and fire. Okay. Yeah. So he silently mouths, you ain't getting away, you fucker. And then he takes a huge hit from behind and, uh, staggers forward, but it doesn't even like look backwards to see what hit him. He just goes right out the door. With his arrow already loaded, he takes a shot right at his brother, who was just standing within the 60-foot wall, because that's the <laughs> only place he feels healthy again. And uh, he does. Six. My, I still have that minus two to my attack, right? For the intimidation? Yeah. Yeah, it's still in effect this round. I'm just sitting here wondering what the conversation is going to be like later after it's all over, and Tim's like, you were supposed to be there to help me, not to kill your own character. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a 15. That's not going to hit. So this terribly, terribly poisoned arrow zings by his brother, but he doesn't hit him. And then it's the brother's turn. Jaycon gets immediately nauseated as soon as this guy comes out the door. And he says, get away from me. I... <laughs> and he starts to like kind of dry heave. And he says... <clears throat> I don't know what's wrong with you, but I ain't got no use for you as he's moving away. Which, if he if he's not going to attack, he can do a double movement too. So yeah, he'll uh, he'll 
kind of book it back for the ship. All right. So, Russell. Yeah. We are back up to you. Brigard and Bray are locked in combat. The Ifrit that had been in the rage has now left the the building as well. And there is a shadowy staff figure standing next to Rick and Brigard. Do I have a line of sight to Bray still or? Um, yes, you do. Awesome. Then um, Russell's gonna hold his rifle in one arm, reach around for his pistol and activate the haste spell on it and fire twice. Okay. And that's going to be 20, so. AC 22. 26 and an 18 versus your touch. No, you're good on both. And being invisible, am I still, I'm, I'm dealing sneak attack, aren't I? Yes. Why would he deal sneak attack? He, he can make a perception again. To... Like he, he has blind fight, so I'm not 100% sure about that. Oh, what kind of bonuses does blind fight give him to you? seeing somebody that's invisible. Uh, are, are you denied your dexterity against him still, uh, Tim? No, I am not. Then no, he doesn't. Okay. And the first shot's going to be 8 damage. The second okay. shot's going to be 13, and I'm going to get 4 temporary hit points because the bullets are uh, vampiric touch. Oh, nice. Here, I'll just drop this in the chat. That's the blind fight. Okay, so are you staying put after you fire, or...? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and move back 10 feet, just to not be in the same spot. Uh, actually, he would get his sneak attack because he's not fighting in melee. Sorry. Oh, that would be... Here, I'm sorry. 14 more damage. Brigard! Okay, uh, Brigard's hurt real, real bad. Mechanically, he has eight HP left, so uh, <laughs> so he's gonna pull out his uh, their cure mod. No, I have a I made cure serious, um, their cure serious wound coin, and I can't remember what that one does. Is that three D eight? Is it just three D eight plus your level? Yeah, okay, okay. So uh, gonna pull out the coin and soundlessly flip it in the air and. Uh, take great better uh 14 17 and get uh, 17 health back um what kind of uh action economy was pulling out the coin then flipping it um using a a activated item is is the same as casting the spell okay uh then i'm going to uh did you did you move it all before doing this Tim, Bray gets in the AOO. Yep. Power attack. Yep. Uh, so that's so. Question for you: I have <laughs> um uh, feats that work with. Is that on every attack when I use outflank or no? Yeah, it just gives me a plus four if I'm flanking with somebody else that also have, has the feat, and both of the brothers have it. Oh, yeah, that's a constant yep. effect so long as the uh, requisites are met. Well, then 7 plus 17. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that hits? Cool. Yep. Good, 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 good. So that will be... So it'll be 20 overall. Okay. Oh, shit. Does the AOO resolve before his action does? 
It does. Uh, okay. So <laughs> you didn't get a chance to flip the coin. Yep. So how far down does that put you? Negative 12. Yeah. Because he was at uh, 8. I'm not dead dead. That's good. Yeah. So Brigham falls unconscious to the floor before he can take his turn. And then it is Bray's turn. I am going to pick up Brigord's corpse, or not corpse, <laughs> but his unconscious body, and I am going to hold my scythe within uh, range to make a killing blow, and I'm going to shout out, Now y'all are going to stop this right now, or I'm going to kill your fucking friend. Do you understand me? I'm not for game. We can't hear you. He doesn't care. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> So you, I don't think that he would care to, or no. You try to say these words, but no sound comes out of your mouth. I feel like body language is uh, speaking yeah, louder than words. It, like the, the message gets across. The message does get across. Um, Rick, it is your turn. I'm, I'm going to like lower my buckler hand and like hold hold my sword hand up and like uh, hold hold my short sword in such a way as to be like relatively unthreatening, like like drooping the blade down and like I'm going to try and uh, slide of hand an item out of my pocket okay make your slide of hand check uh, Bray and Brew need to make perceptions against this slide of hand alright uh, first one's not good uh, so Bray is a fucking 7 and Brew is a 12 uh, that didn't even beat my die roll um, Fair enough. I got a uh, 27. Okay, so what are you slide of handing out? Um, I am slide of handing my bead of dragon form 2 into my hand and readying uh, myself to crush it and attack should should he uh, like turn his back or drop Brigard. Okay, so that makes it Brew's turn. Well, everyone has heard my brother. And uh, Brew is going to just hold his uh, kukri. Nobody. I Yeah, that's a good point. Nobody heard. Uh, Brew is just going to keep the kukri right next to Brigord as well, and he is going to hold his action. If anybody does any sort of aggressive maneuver, he is stabbing Brigord with that kukri. All right. So, Brian, Deju and Jaycon are up. Uh, they both dash, make a full dash towards the boat. <laughs> All right. Russell. Russell rolls a 44 stealth to move forward, take a gold coin from his pouch, and press it against Brigard and cast heal. All right. So a 44 stealth against Bray and Brew as perception. I mean, it's impossible. I can't hit that. Okay. So. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so the gold coins are the three D8s, yes? No, this Brigard? is one of my own creation. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, No, this is heal. He gets, uh, where we level three, he gets 30 hit points back. Oh, shit. Okay. So you didn't need those back rubs at all, you fucking liar. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I technically needed back rubs to make the coin. <laughs> oh, okay. So I healed. Okay. How much do I get? 30. 30 hit points. Jesus. Okay. Uh, 12. So 18. Okay. Okay. Uh, Brigard breathes back into life soundlessly with a fucking scythe and a kukri at his body. And it is his turn now. Brigard's? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Do something oh. aggressive. Do something aggressive. <laughs> well, we're in a new initiative round, so held actions are gone. Um, not until their turn comes back around. Oh, okay. I thought, okay. Yeah, not gonna do anything. Uh, just gonna lay there. Uh, Bardish is out of his hands. He's just laying there. Okay, do you want to ready an action in case something happens, or? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna re- ready a spell. Okay. So, what's gonna be the trigger that would cause you to cast it? Um, if, uh, I don't know if I can, if, if Tim, whichever character, is, uh, going to, uh, slice out at me I'd like to uh, grab the weapon and cast burning disarm okay so Bray I am going to attempt to move out of the bar holding on to Brigord alright um, go ahead and make an actual uh, grapple check okay to try to drag him along and that provokes attacks of opportunity right I mean not from range I'm in melee. I've went up and touched Burger. If you're in melee range, if he does not have the feet, it would provoke. As far as grappling, though, I feel like uh, Brigord just nearly touched and embraced death. Uh, I don't think uh, he would actually resist. He would hope his friends could uh, save. So I, I, I feel like the grapple may be unnecessary. You're going to voluntarily go with it? Yeah, because it's, it's right there on my neck. I'm not going to... Brigord's not that dumb. He has a plus two to intelligence. Brigard is cooperating and is going to allow you to drag him out of the bar. All right. I'll be trying to double move then and get as far out of the door as possible. All right. So, Rick, you're up. I'm going to just delay my turn. Uh, or actually, no, because they, they both already went. I'm I'm going to, if they do something to hurt Brigard, uh, I'm going to do the same thing as before. Uh, All right. So, Except instead of attacking with the bite, I'm going to use the uh, the breath weapon. All right, so that makes it Bruce's turn. Is the shadowy guy still around? Does that do anything other than... Uh, he he just gives metamagic feet, basically. Gotcha. So that, that makes it Bruce's turn. Brew is going to get to the door. Um, he can do that with 30 feet of movement, right? Yes. And he's going to pull out a fireball bead and just toss it into the room. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Dusters Podcast. My name is Don. I'm the voice of Brigord. I'm the GM in the Starfinder Homebrew Adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting. And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, the voice of Russell Clark, and I swear I'm not that much of an ass in real life. I just play one in podcast. In real life, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at ActionForge. You go into a mining settlement called Fillmore's Crossing. It's about 30 miles outside of the control zone. Do y'all know what the control zone is? Of course we do. Oh, of course Naturally. I know what the control, control zone is. I mean, control, like, of course we know what the control yeah, zone is. You guys, you guys probably like, like the zone. You guys, where you get I fucking hate both of you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs>
<laughs> Some weird stuff's been going on in Fillmore's Crossing. We just got word that three days ago, Elmer's wife, she tore the three kids limb from limb and doesn't remember doing it at all. Sounds like it's like the, the Wild West out there. <laughs> LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5E podcast. Our current adventure is set in the Wild West and features magic, orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and CastBox. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and even hang out with us in our Discord server, LCP D&D. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And this is Last Call, so finish your drinks, and we'll see y'all next time. 